Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. Hey ho, let's go. This is one of my favorite segments and we hear from you guys. It's one of your favorite segments as well on COVID noise filter. And that's the public health updates and studies that I get to review and share with you some of my favorite research articles that really help us to kind of understand what's happening from a more real world perspective with respect to public health uh, and how COVID is affecting us. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. So for this next story, we're going to talk about how more than one half of COVID-19 healthcare workers are at risk for mental health problems. So essentially, as we've seen cases of COVID-19 increase across the country, how are COVID-19 healthcare workers managing their mental health? So now this study actually evaluated healthcare workers in April through the first week of May of 2020. So even though this data is old and it actually took place in the first part of the epidemic, I still think there's a lot to learn here. So essentially what they did was they surveyed 571 emergency responders like EMT, firefighters, and police, and then about 100 hospital staff, including doctors and nurses. And they they were looking at mental health issues with respect to traumatic stress, depression, anxiety, alcohol use and insomnia, and they were looking at it in relationship to pandemic-related stressors. Now, what they found was remarkable. 56% of people screened positive for at least one mental health disorder. That means that they screened positive for either traumatic stress, depression, anxiety, alcohol use, or insomnia. And the prevalence for each specific disorder ranged anywhere between 15 to 30% of the respondents with problematic alcohol use, insomnia, and depression topping the list. So the authors conclude that mental health risks observed early in the COVID-19 pandemic were elevated above previous viral outbreaks like SARS, but were comparable to rates shown in disasters such as Katrina and 9-11. Finally, as they said, this pandemic, as horrific as it is, offers us the opportunity to better understand the extraordinary mental stress and strains that healthcare providers are dealing with right now. So, if you know a healthcare worker in your life, give them an elbow bump uh, and tell them that you appreciate them because healthcare workers who've been on the front line uh, of this pandemic, and trust me, I know one very, very well because he's talking to you right now, have undergone significant stress and anxiety and really would uh, do well with a sincere and heartfelt thank you from you. All right, so next we're going to do a quick series of studies looking at COVID-19 and viral transmission. As you guys know, uh, listeners to COVID Noise Filter know that I love the studies that look at viral transmission because it really does helps us understand how the virus transmits from person to person. This next study was a remarkable study that took place in South Korea. 
And what they did essentially was these contact tracers found a case that occurred in a family in a large apartment building. And this couple, or this family rather, lived on the sixth floor of the apartment building. And what they found was about five days later, about five other families had contracted coronavirus as well. And what was even more remarkable about it was that they were all families that lived above or below this family in the same apartment building. So they lived either directly above them or they lived directly below them. And when the contact tracers did their contact tracing, there was no contact uh, between any of the families or the patients. And so what they discovered was that when they looked at the air ducts of the building, they found that all of those apartments shared the same vertical air duct for all of the bathrooms in all of the buildings. And what the authors essentially concluded was that there was an airborne infection through a single air duct in the bathroom that spanned the building. And in fact, the index case probably released the virus during a shower in the bathroom and that the SARS-CoV-2 virus may have combined with water vapor and became aerosolized in the humid environment. Now, what we take from this is that aerosol transmission indoors with insufficient ventilation needs to be appreciated, especially as we're asking people to remain indoors more regularly. And this is yet another study that challenges how we contact trace because here you can see people who got COVID that uh, were nowhere near the index case, did not come in contact with them, and did, in fact, the families didn't even know each other, uh, and it was all as a result of aerosolization of the virus that occurred from the index case to the apartments that were above or below. So a really fascinating story. So what's happening with influenza for this season? Well, it turns out on COVID Noise Filter, about six months ago, we covered the stories of what was happening in the Southern Hemisphere. And it turned out that in the Southern Hemisphere, there was no influenza or there was low influenza activity that was happening, very likely as a result of travel precautions uh, that had been implemented, as well as COVID respiratory etiquette uh, as well. So what's happening here in the U.S.? Well, the WHO says that flu activity in the Northern Hemisphere is at interseasonal levels, meaning it's as, as low as when it's an ordinary summertime. In fact, in the U.S., the percent of outpatient visits for influenza illness is about 1.6%, well below the 2.6% baseline used to define a seasonal epidemic. In fact, U.S. clinical labs have collected 925 positive samples since the end of September versus almost 64,000 samples at the same point in the 2019-2020 influenza season. That's remarkable. Think about it. 925 versus 64,000 samples. In fact, also, and this is something we predicted here on COVID Noise Filter, surveys showed that adult vaccination climbed from 40 2% in 2019 to 53% in 2020. Although this is great news that a lot more people got influenza vaccinated this year, it does not explain the low influenza rates. So in short, experts believe that the low levels of influenza in the Northern Hemisphere can best be explained by COVID-19 measures such as mask wearing, social distancing, and travel restrictions. These are the recommendations that we make on a regular basis here on COVID Noise Filter, and I'm glad to 
see that not only does that help prevent influenza transmission, it also does help prevent transmission. This next story was really fascinating because what it really answered is what's the proportion of COVID-19 transmission that's associated with persons who have no symptoms. And what they found in this CDC study, and it was a modeling study, what they found was that more than half of coronavirus transmission comes from asymptomatic people. In other words, 60% of all viral transmissions come from people who are asymptomatic. And when you look at that 60%, about 35% of them are pre-symptomatic. In other words, it happens before they become symptomatic. So it's that one or two days that somebody doesn't feel the symptoms of COVID-19, but they're transmitting COVID-19 because they don't know they're sick. And then the other percentage, about 25%, come from people who never develop symptoms. So the take-home message here is about 60% of COVID-19 cases are likely being caused by people without symptoms. Widespread testing is definitely needed to identify these silent cases and masking and social distancing, as we say all the time here on COVID Noise Filter, are definitively needed. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.